production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Derek. Uh, we're coming to you on a beautiful Thursday afternoon, mostly beautiful, getting a little cool. Uh, Matt, we've got an uh, exciting weekend coming up, a lot of stuff going on over the next uh, several weeks that we'll cover in our shout-outs toward the end of the show. But Matt, uh, in particular, uh, you're probably listening to this on a Friday, and that means Saturday there's a, a big reason for all Hernando people to come together. Matt, I'm going to let you say something about it real quick, and then we're going to cover it more in sports. We'll cover it more in just a few minutes, Derek, but yes, the Hernando boys soccer team has made it farther in the state playoffs than ever before. They will be hosting Star in the third round of the Mississippi High School soccer bracket this Saturday, 1 o'clock. Weather is supposed to be extremely nice, 55 degrees, sunny. Let's come out and support these young men. Uh, the girls played. We'll talk more about that. Uh, the girls' season has ended, but the boys are still alive. And, again, the farthest they've ever made it. Soccer may not be your sport, but your kids play or your grandkids play. Bring them out. Let's get a 1,000 people in the stands to support these kids. I mean, any chance to beat Startville or Oxford or Clinton or whatever is always fun. So come out. We make a lot of fun. We have music, all those different things. You will enjoy your time, win or lose, on Saturday. But uh, hopefully it's going to be a win. And, uh, you know, go Tigers. So we got that coming up again. We're going to cover more of that in sports. Uh, also, been a, a big week. There's been several uh, other announcements uh, that have happened. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a little while, and we'll go over a, a big list next week. And then also, uh, Matt, NFL games coming up. We have a, a big meeting in our church this weekend that we're not going to really go into, but we have a big meeting there. And so just a lot of things going on. One of the things that you also do on the weekends, Matt, is uh, maybe you're looking for in, in the market for a new house. If you're in the market for a new house, Derek, whether it's buying or selling a home, if you need help from a realtor, you need to reach out to our 2023 presenting sponsor. On last week's show, we talked quite a bit about the property that uh, Principal Toyota is purchasing. Got some approvals last week from the Board of Aldermen to uh, to build a, a place there. And uh, the realtor who has been working on that project, which seems like quite a while, but uh, working on that project for Principal Toyota to put the buyer and seller together is going to be Mr. Brian Couch of Team Couch of Birch Realty Group, our 2023 presenting sponsor. Possessing over 68 years of combined real estate experience, Team Couch has thousands of closings since 2009 on the buying and selling side of residential real estate. They are ranked nationally as a top-performing real estate team. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available anytime you need them. They were also recently voted DeSoto's Best for the fifth time. They're currently offering a free, no-obligation market analysis. Simply give them your address anywhere in the Mid-South. They can tell you all about your neighborhood, your zip code, how fast houses are selling, how long they're staying on the market, staying at an escrow. Brian and Terry have all the analytics that you want from a realtor in 23. Give them a call at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Call Brian directly on his cell phone at 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. You can also do a full home search at teamcouch.com. Again, that's teamcouch.com. Anywhere in the Mid-South, put in your uh, filters, put in your number of bedrooms, number of bathrooms, rooms, what school zone you want to live in, all the stuff that you want. Brian and Terry's award-winning website can help you on your home search. Give them a call again, 662-449-1700. And podcast listeners, always remember, every home needs a couch. 
Derek, before I move on to our mobile cars and Van Rental Studios ad, let me just mention Brian has done a really good job. He sits up there with me at the press box. He was there with me at the girls' game the other day, the other night. He has really been with me all season long. He thoroughly enjoys and likes to make the uh, you know the the soccer matches what they can be. You've been to soccer matches; mm-hmm. they can be quite boring. They, they quite, can. They're, they can be long stretches. Oh of man, nothing. they they can be quite cold, quite boring, and uh, really really tough. Well, yeah, if you wanted a cold, rainy, miserable game, the Lewisburg Horn Lake game the other night was a, a prime example of that. We put a little flavor to it add some music fun stuff like that try to make it entertaining and let people uh, forget that they're at a soccer match <laughs> we kid of course but uh, again thank you to brian for uh, doing that but he's a really good supporter of uh, local sports and local youth here in hernando as i mentioned on this thursday afternoon glad to be recording from the mobile cars and van riddle studios mobile cars and vans located at the corner of mccracken and commerce right here in hernando you may notice the new signs that are up on the old burger shop so we have our new signs phone number there look we're working hard doing a lot of different things Derek we're recording right now about 12 o'clock on Thursday I just was um well I'll just say I was uh face down in a van that came back from a solar farm in Newport Arkansas mm-hmm. and you know the redneck guys that always wash their trucks off and you hate them because they get the mud everywhere yeah. I was that guy today oh yeah I was that guy today I cannot even describe how dirty this van was that came back to us from a, a so big, you, you didn't even run it through the automatic wash first just no, to, no no just no no i would never do that to somebody it was <laughs> unbelievable that's something that's kind of a new part of our business more of an industrial side so it's really some neat stuff cool things going on at mobile cars and vans but look the most important thing if you can hear my voice friends family youth pastors anybody that you hear if you see on hernando happening see on facebook looking for a rental car company we'd love an opportunity to serve you right here in hernando cars trucks vans we also do body shop uh you know insurance claims we can help you with that you know if you call the larger companies you're simply going to be a number to them we really appreciate the local business and we'd love to take care of you mobile cars and vans 662-469-4555 again that's 662-469-4555 mobile cars and vans Derek, just in the first 10 minutes, we talked a little bit about schools and soccer matches and teams and everything like that. But, uh, you know, there are other things that happen with the Soda County Schools. And a report came out just this week talking to us about grad rates and dropout rates. And uh, let's go ahead and get the um, information for our listeners. Yeah, so the state high school graduation rates reached record highs uh, over this last year. So I'm continuing the good news for the educational front in Mississippi. Uh, the State Department of Education last Thursday announced that 88.9% of state high school graduation rate was the highest in state history. Again, 88.9%. The state dropout rate stood at 9%. In 2014, Mississippi's high school graduation rate was 74%, but it has improved each year since. Meanwhile, the dropout rate among the state high schools has fallen since 2014 when it was at 13.9%. DeSoto County Schools ranked exceptionally well with a graduation rate of 92.9% in the report and a dropout rate of 6.1%. Does that say how, how we rank in the state, does it say? It didn't say ranking. Okay. Uh, so we were 3% below the average dropout rate, right. rate and 3% higher. Okay, so we're uh, higher than, than average the graduation rate. Okay, yeah. Great. So yeah, about 3% each way. Uh, of the eight DeSoto County high schools, Lewisburg was the highest for graduation rates at 96.9% of their students graduating, uh, closely followed by Lake Cormorant, at 96.7%. So kind of, I'm going to read, obviously, that's two of the three schools that we talk about or in our area. So we have Lake Lewisburg at 96.9, Lake Cormorant at 96.7, and then Hernando came in at 93.4% graduation rate. Now, the dropout rates for those same schools, again, Lewisburg dropout rate 3.1%, Lake Cormorant dropout rate only 2.4%, and Hernando High School's dropout rate 4.9%. So again, all higher 
than the DeSoto County average and all of the uh, dropout rates lower than the DeSoto County average. So again, just a great job by the schools, by the administration to be, uh, you know, the, I think there was only one school uh, in the county that came in lower than the statewide average of 88.9, and that was South Haven at 87%. All the other schools are 90 and above for graduation rates, and all the other schools uh, outside of South Haven and Horn Lake are less than 6% on the dropout rate. I was a little surprised that South Haven was that school, Derek. I mean, I'll yep. be, I'll be, I was a little surprised it had a graduation low, rate lowest in the county and the highest dropout and the rate. highest dropout rate. Yep. It was a very when I, when you sent me the list or I was looking at that, I was a bit surprised by that. But uh, you know, the Soda County Schools, we can't say it enough. We're we're friends with a number of different people that work there. We're personal friends with Corey Osselton, the uh, superintendent. So we he's been on the show a couple times and just do a, they do a wonderful job. Uh, the Soda County Schools. That's one of the main reasons. Um, you know that South Haven and the Soda County is uh, is booming the way it is. Yep. So just a wonderful job there. I will say this, Derek, you and I. Have have teenagers I, I can't and i didn't drop out of I, I can't imagine being that age i'm not trying to judge anybody because i don't know everybody's story but man it's a it's a pretty good situation from 7 30 to 3 o'clock 3 30 every day <laughs> well i mean you know what i'm saying it's uh it's when you leave high school i mean some you got to start life and yeah. it's like wow i mean you know what i'm saying you and i have college freshmen right. who you know they graduated from high school but i'm from 7 30 to 3 30 every day it's a pretty good situation for a vast majority of kids well it is especially with the free meal programs you yeah. know that sort of thing i think a lot of it has to do with either home life you know the stuff that they're worrying about at home sure. things that could be that they're having to carry to school and then trying to think of, not think about that during school can be tough on some kid, uh, children and then other ones are when they're at school if you know if they're bullied i mean yeah, that's sure. that's what it comes down to i mean how miserable are you in class if you're constantly picked on all day and that's just it's a sad set of affairs a sad facts but it happens and so those are probably be what you're seeing uh other ones just unfortunately get in the wrong crowd at an early age that sucked them out of school to be doing things they should not be doing and let me jump in there hitting the workforce with a ged or hitting the workforce at 18 years old is way different than it's ever been oh yeah you can walk right into a number of places and be making honestly 37 to forty thousand a year you can walk into a place and maybe make more than your parents yeah. At 18 years old in yeah, today's 30, world. I mean, literally, at $18 an hour, which is basically starting, I mean, you can say minimum wage is still seven fifty or whatever it is, but it's $18 an hour. Yeah, sure. That's starting $15 to $18 an hour. $18 an hour, Matt, that's 38000 a year. Right. I mean, it's that's, same, that's no overtime. Right, that's sure. just straight If you work 40 hours, $18 an hour, you make $38,000 a year, which every single person listening to this show right now, that favorite high school teacher of yours made way less than that. Yeah, she Think only. About well, that. I mean, that's crazy. The, the the ones that graduate from college right now just got a raise to what forty three, forty four. Right. They're only exactly. making five or six thousand more than you are sure. at a at a eighteen dollar an hour bagger or teller right. or whatever. And well, so, it's just that's you can find jobs. It's just a matter of you know even you don't even have to have a GED, which is right. just to walk into some jobs. It's just basically you have to be eighteen and you have to don't have a criminal history. Right. So real quick, GED stands for is it I mean I've been told good enough diploma. Is that correct or not? Is that not right? I don't know. I've been told good enough I think, diploma. I think it's more like general uh okay. equivalency. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Dip- yeah, I go. like mine better. Good yeah. enough diploma is kind of the way I'm going to go with that. <laughs> we're going to sit here on this show and always praise the Soto County Schools and we you know if there's some goofy things or some things that we don't uh, agree with, we'll we'll mention that, but man, they just do a really really good job and you know 180 days a year they're educating our kids and, and doing fine. So congratulations to the Soto County Schools for those numbers. You know, Derek, speaking of education, let's turn our attention out of DeSoto County. There's a number of different things going on in the legislature. That's something Derek and I want to uh, keep everybody up to speed on. Maybe some of the goofy bills that people are trying to pass or maybe some of the ones that affect DeSoto County tremendously. So let's go ahead and talk about our weekly checkup 
for the Golden Dome in Jackson. All right, so what I'm going to do is you know, there's several bills that are kind of circulating, and some of them are, are pretty important topics that some of y'all may be starting to hear about. And what I want to do is I'm just going to read through these pretty quickly. I'm not going to go too much into the descriptions because we're going to cover as they actually become law or as they're at least sent to the governor's desk. We won't say become law, but we'll say at least sent to the governor's desk once they pass both houses. We'll cover those bills more in-depthly as we those happen. So as we get closer to the end of March, those ones that do make it. But right now, I want to kind of just kind of skim the surface level, see some of the, the, the bigger topics that are coming out right now. Uh, the first one um, is the ballot initiative. There's a bill uh, in the Senate and in the House, two separate ones. Of course, they would have to be worked on together. You, you have to come one bill from either either houses and then again cleared by the other house before it goes to the uh, governor's desk. And so a ballot initiative now is to start to look to revive the state's uh, initiative process where voters can bypass the legislature and place issues on the ballot. So this is something that sure. the, the medical marijuana thing, trying to re- redo that, you know, kind of re- What's that going to look like going forward? Uh, right now, you can't do it because of the law, the uh, the ruling that was passed by the Mississippi Supreme Court, and so they're in the process of doing that. It was not done last time, as as much as people wanted it done. Nothing passed to say exactly how you could do it. So right now, if you wanted to get something uh, on the ballot in November, you could not. And they're they're looking to maybe do something to do that. Next one is Medicaid expansion. Way too much to go on the show yeah, right now. Sure. If something comes from that, I promise you, we will go over any kind of Medicaid expansion if that hits before March 31st or, or before signed die. Uh, postpartum coverage. This is something else that's kind of tied to Medicaid coverage. So uh, look that up. There's a couple. Uh, there's a Senate bill and a separate House bill that are dealing with that. Uh, the health care and hospital crisis. This is a serious, serious matter. We don't hear much about it up here. Um, we have a great hospital in Baptist in South Haven, a great hospital in Methodist. But you know, those are coming out of the Jack, the uh, Memphis area down here, and so they're kind of more dealing with the uh, administrations up there and the the cash flows and that sort of thing coming out of Memphis. Uh, Mississippi has a, some serious – there are hospitals failing all over the state. Uh, You're talking about mainly rural hospitals. Mainly, that's right. Rural hospitals. Greenwood is one of the main ones that have been talked about, about really uh, – I mean, it's in the process of maybe closing, having to close its doors. And so the funding there is not there. A lot of issues, on you know, people complaining both sides about why that is. But there are several House bills, several Senate bills, so I'm not going to go into the, the names of those. Just type it in. You can find them. There's seven or eight of those dealing with this. I'm going to give a quick opinion on that, Derek. Let me – I'm going to – uh, not opinion, but a just guessing. Um, in Greenwood, in Greenville, Cleveland, the Delta, the people running those quote-unquote failing hospitals probably have had failing grades for 30 or 40 years, mm-hmm. and every one of them has been making a pile of cash. Well, it, it, you follow yes, what I'm administration saying? Administration is, is administration part of the is. I, I, I have, hey, I regret not going into hospital administration. I wish I would have done it. Oh, no, there's, there's really good money. Really 1,000% good money, yeah. wish I would have gone into hospital administration because you can get C and D grades for your job and hop from hospital to hospital and just rape counties clear across the south. It's unbelievable, the incompetency in hospital administration. And so, and so a lot of the money – toward that issue, trying to yes. keep them up. And the other part of this money that are part of these bills is the nursing issue, the nursing sure. shortage. And so trying to get nurses, trying to get nurses in the, the programs of the junior colleges, at the four-year colleges, trying to get them you know, graduated and into the workforce. So that's but, another hey, Real quick, I, one of my opinion, again, Matt's opinion, one of the worst things that's ever happened to the nurses in, the, the, in America is uh, TikTok. Because they make <laughs> everywhere you look, every other reel you see on TikTok or Instagram reels, there's there's a nurse uh, doing some kind of a uh, you know dance or something. So that, you know, just I mean, we could blame it on the shortage, but I may blame it on Instagram or TikTok. So just, I'm telling you, you'll start to pay attention to it. You'll be like, oh, here's another nurse doing some kind of goofy thing on uh, TikTok. 
Uh, the next Go one, ahead. Matt, this is something we know is needed, um, and we'll see what comes out of it. The welfare agency reform. Uh, if everybody's been following anything about the welfare scandal, uh, dealing with uh, professional athletes, yeah. uh, dealing with uh, former governors, uh, there's a lot of stuff getting that in those weeds. And again, we're not going to discuss that here. Uh, we can we may do that as another topic another time if something actually comes from all that, I guess uh, officially or judiciously. But right now there are, there's two or three House bills and a Senate bill having to deal with that and what could be done to uh, reform. So people do not try to take money from sure. welfare, sure. Uh, which is just awful. Uh, the next one is felony suffrage. Uh, there are a couple bills trying to get people who were criminals, uh, who are now out of jail. When you go to jail, you lose the right to vote forever. And so now they're saying, okay, well, depending on the charge, depending on misdemeanors, how long you served, et cetera, you could actually get uh, your voting rights back. Another one is the government accountability. This is a Senate bill. It's in response to the controversial ruling by the Ethics Commission. The Ethics Commission last year ruled that when um, senators or House members meet in closed-door sessions, you know this because we talked to Alderman and to the mayor. They said, you know, we can't have have more than three of us on a committee together sure. because then it's considered a meeting. Right. Uh, we can't yeah, on a committee yet yeah, because it's considered a meeting. Therefore, we would have to have it open to the public. But since three, it's two, it's the mayor and maybe two aldermen, that's not enough to vote on anything. It wouldn't be a majority. And so they're able to have those meetings about, you know, setting up, a, a looking at the noise ordinance issue or other issues that the city has. They've always been very upfront about saying, look, no, we can only have two on this or three on this because we have to keep it less than a majority could vote on anything because we don't want to be you know, constituted as a, a public meeting. Yeah. That is not the case for the state. Uh, senators and House members, and, and especially on the Republican side because they're the ones in power right now, meet all the time behind closed doors and they'll say, hey, look, we're going to bring up this, we're going to bring up this, we're going to bring up this, we're going to have a vote at 10 o'clock on this, and they just do it. And How so, convenient. Yeah, and they were called to task on right, this sure. and say, hey, look, in this open meeting, sent it to the ethic. The Mississippi Ethics Committee ruled five to three that they were not meetings, right. even though there were, in some cases, a couple hundred of people in a room wow. talking about things. This bill would say, "Hey, look, no, it's uh, if it's more than if it's any kind of majority to vote on anything, it's a no, it's a it's a public meeting. Therefore, it has to be held in public." So that's that one. Uh, there's a gender procedures ban. Um, very touchy subject. We're gonna circle back on that. One. We're going to circle back on that. Uh, we'll that, talk about that some other time. Yeah, so Let's transition to another one. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> that Again, we'll see if it passes. If it passes, then we'll go on depth on that one. Uh, next, another one is about taxes, of course, tax bills and that sort of thing. There's going to be a lot of things. We talked about this, about the potential to on the income tax, on getting rid of it completely, lowering grocery taxes, all kind of tax stuff out there. There's several education bills. And then the last one are a couple of House bills dealing with law enforcement. And this is to create a separate judicial district within the Capitol complex, kind of like, and, and unfortunately, when you, we hear a lot about this now on, on January 6th, how Capitol Hill had their own uh, police force police type force, thing. Yeah. Kind of a very similar thing for the Capitol itself in Mississippi. Mm -hmm. It have its own separate police jurisdiction force thing. That's one bill that's kind of in there right now. Uh, and another one is requiring all enforcement agencies to offer first aid mental health training. So not only that, you know, so a lot of those would have to be, have some type of psychological capability to read people in that sort of way. So there's only one that has passed the House and gone to the Senate, and that is the uh, gender ban. Um, the gender uh, procedures ban has actually passed the full House uh, and has gone to the Senate. None of those other ones have passed either House yet. And so again, still a long way from anything going to the governor's desk. But as I said, the larger ones, 
that go to the governor's desk. We will discuss each one of those separately at some point on this podcast before the end of the session. Yeah, we're going to start doing that every week. Just give a little bit of an update for what's going on in the 90 days or so that the legislature meets January, February, March uh, here in the state of Mississippi, and especially things that might affect us here in uh, you know in DeSoto County. You know, just a lot of things going on, a lot of bills going on down in Jackson that are very interesting, and we're going to keep you up to speed. Well, Derek, before we recognize our wonderful wonderful official dentist of the utw podcast uh let's give people a little bit of a heads up uh what we're going to be doing uh before our next show will be february 1st and by february 1st is the date that if you're going to run for something in the county if you're going to run for a state election you have to apply for that opportunity and uh so Derek's going to give us a little bit more information about how we're going to handle that moving forward yeah so next week we will go over the entire list of candidates for all of the county positions affecting people in hernando and all of the state races so again we're not going to cover every county race because only the ones that right. deal with our area but we will cover all of the state races because we'll, everybody in hernando will also be voting on those uh starting in august there'll be seven months matt seven yeah uh, a long time until the primaries and we will discuss in general our thoughts about how the campaigning will go and what to look out for from negative campaigning to minimizing my prediction of one of the nastiest races that we could see uh, in DeSoto County. So again, we'll discuss all that next week. Uh, so again, we're going to print it off. We're going to go straight to the, uh, the county website. We're going to print off the list of everybody who's qualified in the county. Same thing with the state. We're gonna, I'm going to have a copy for you, copy for me. We're going to bring them in here. We're hey, just can, gonna, I, can I change that word? We're, we're going we're gonna to recognize everybody that has signed up to run. You said the word qualified. Okay. And I'm going to disagree with some of those. Okay. Well, <laughs> they signed up to run. They signed up to run and paid their $50, whatever yeah, it was to go. run. There yeah, you go. Exactly. Um, so all of those, we'll read those off. Uh, and again, we'll break it down per category. This person is running for this person. And we'll also kind of let you know the Republican and the Democrats, because in a primary, you have to choose yes, whether course. or not you're going to vote in the, the Democratic primary or the Republican primary. In some cases, there will only be Republicans that have qualified yeah. or, or signed up, however you want to say right, it. Right, sure. Um, and in yeah, that case... Quit, quit saying the word qualified. Yeah, in that case... It's not the case. In that case, signed August will decide that yeah, race. Sure. And then in November, basically, they just have to go there and vote for themselves and just hope that nobody else has two write-in votes <laughs> or something like that. So um, anyway, uh, we're going to cover all that. But again, look for that next on our next Friday show. Uh, I, you know, we've got a pretty good slate to cover so far. Still people announcing. I know there's somebody already looking to uh, make an announcement on the state level running for uh, lieutenant governor. I look to be that announcement coming on, I think, Monday on the 30th. Which uh, we'll announce. Which we'll talk about. So yeah, so be looking for that next uh, Friday, and we will give that to you. And again, it's going to be a long seven months. Oh, very long seven months. And Derek, as I mentioned a second ago, one of the things, if you're out on the campaign trail, going door to door, trying to get people to vote for you in any of these races, um, people are going to be reading your smile. And if you, uh, you know, you got some jacked up teeth and you... <laughs> And you need an improvement, need somebody to help you with that before you get on that campaign trail or for any situation in life. If you need dental help, the official dentist of the UTW podcast, wonderful friends of ours, happened to uh, help a particular wife of one of the dentists uh, with a rental car. Oh, she nice. was yeah, Very she nice. was having some issues with her car, so she swung by and grabbed one. So I hope she's enjoying it and getting forty three no. 35 miles to the gallon compared to uh, compared to what she's <laughs> normally getting. Exactly. That's exactly right. So, Derek, tell us all about DeSoto Family Dental Care. Uh, the DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology, such as digital oral cameras, 
digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients so that you can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. Matt, the next time I read uh, this ad, uh, I will be, uh, or next time you hear me read this ad, I will have been to the uh, DeSoto Family Dental Care. I have my six-month appointment next week. Okay. Jana is my yeah. uh, my hygienist. Yep. Absolutely does a great job. Love visiting them every uh, six months. You know, usually you used to get nervous about going to the dentist. Never get nervous. No. I, mean, I mean, it's just a, a wonderful time. Visit with them, seeing them. They do a great job, and they get you in and out in, in less than an hour. Yeah, DeSoto Family Dental Care. Wonderful business here in town. Been around for a long, long time. Good people. Visit them today and give them a call uh, as, at the number Derek mentioned. Well, podcast listeners, if you've been listening to us from the beginning we used to do two shows a week now we've switched to one show just allows a little bit more time for Derek and I to serve our jobs serve our roles there and also the different jobs we have as dads and and you know involved in school stuff and, and everything like that so we appreciate you going on our weekly journey and continuing to be a part of, uh, of that one thing we've been doing for a number of months is going to be doing our under the water tower shout outs which simply gives shout outs to Nonprofits or some type of a, maybe a special day coming up for the city of Fernando. And Derek, our first one's going to be one that's really special to us. We have, uh, you know, your wife was uh, once a member of Fernando Young Women's Club. My wife is, uh, well, <laughs> she won't mind me saying this. She's aging out, Derek. I don't know if you knew that or not. She has been that. She has been there almost two decades. Matt, you can't age out at thirty nine. Well, okay, well you uh, you run with that, and that's fine. <laughs> she will be wrapping up. With I think Hernando. she can age out. Thirty nine. She'll be aging out. Hernando Young Women's Club. She'll be moving on to uh, whatever the next step is. Of course, the uh, old women's club. <laughs> There you go. Some people would say the that. Women's club, the, the women's club. Just the women's club. Just drop the yeah, young. Just take the young it's off. The go to the old middle, middle age. Is it middle yeah, age? No, yeah, you What does it say? Way too young. Regular women's club. Exactly. Regular women's club. So <laughs> well, that'll be, uh, yeah, that'll get a couple of texts uh, coming our way pretty soon once people listen to that. But those ladies with the Hernando Young Women's Club are putting on an event Sunday, February 5th, one of the neatest events I've heard in quite a while. Derek, I was right. Over 600 tickets sold out. have been sold. It's going to be amazing. Uh, we're really just giving them a shout out, not for tickets. But just to let people know that they're doing it So you can uh, maybe pray about it Or maybe just donate if you'd like uh, For what they have going on Sunday, February 5th Derek, tell us about it Alright, so the Sunday, February 5th It's a sweetheart dance It is presented by Skylake Construction This will be Sunday, February 5th At the gym Again, it is sold out So as Matt said We're not pushing tickets We want to make you aware That this wonderful thing Is going to go on I mean, the fact that it sold out the first year and sold out with two or three weeks left probably means this could potentially become an annual thing. Uh, so, uh, again, that's at 931 Nesbitt Road, uh, Nesbitt, Mississippi, at the Gin. It's from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. That is next Sunday night. Not this Sunday, but next Sunday night. Uh, it is a special evening honoring girls and their fathers or father-like figures. Uh, it is tailored for girls ages 3 to 6th grade, and again, either their father or father-like figure. The proceeds from this event will go towards the beautification of the Hernando Parks. They've done The Women's Club have done several Which things. Which is exactly what the – that's right up the, the ladies' alley. That They've done several yeah, things. Yeah, they've already. done the amphitheater at yep. Conger Park. They did the uh, bathroom at Church Park Correct. right there at the tennis and, courts. And the, uh, the – what is that? The, the pavilion. The pavilion, the yes. The pavilion also. Yes. They also did the pavilion. So just a lot of wonderful things they've already done for the Hernando Parks. Parks. Correct. And again, this is they're looking to do the same thing from the proceeds from this. So to, again, we're just saying this is a, a recognition, a, an appreciation, uh, and a 
announcement to let everybody in the city know that we have groups that do these type of things, wonderful things. And so thank you, ladies, uh, for putting this together. It's going to be a great night for all those involved and just a wonderful thing. I've said it before. I've said it the last two times we've uh, talked about this. I wish that this had been around when my daughter was sure. three to sixth grade. Sure. I guess that's, what, three to 12 years old. Right. Uh, so a good nine-year span there. So I think it'll be a, a lot of different ages, a lot of different families. Really looking forward to hearing how this goes. Derek, and uh, look, the entertainment that night is going to be tremendous. We're going to tease it there. It's going to be awesome. It, do, it will have a little bit of a UTW podcast flair, uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, again, Derek, you and I talk on this show all the time. Uh, if you're listening to our show, you know what I'm about to say. Everyone listening to our show has and knows people is negative about everything. Mm-hmm. Negative about everything. They may find a way to be negative about this event. I don't know. But I hope that's not – that can't be possible. Shout out to those ladies who saw a need, saw a need for something to happen. Hey, let's do this. Raise some money. Let's put fathers and, and father figures and daughters all together for one night. Recognize them and let them just let loose and have a great time. And uh, seriously, just a wonderful shout out to the Hernando Young Women's Club. Really looking forward to be a part of this inaugural event. Uh, again, the UTW podcast will be represented in some way that night, and we really look forward to it. Shout out to those ladies. Great job. Then there, the next week, uh, it, get all the guys in there, if you're not paying attention, Valentine's Day is the following weekend, okay? Following weekend is Valentine's Day. And uh, as we started to say last week on last week's show, going to be a chocolate tour around Hernando. Tell us about it. The Hernando Chocolate Tour will be Saturday, February 11th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. So basically it's the normal store hours uh, for the retail stores in the city of Hernando. On that Saturday, I'm going to read these real quickly. Uh, these will be the uh, shops that are participating during the Hernando Chocolate Tour. Bon Bon Gift Shop, Cynthia's Boutique, Commerce Street Market, Hernando Flower Shop, J Mod Boutique, LG Trend Boutique, Side Alley Gifts, Social and Saint, Soco Hernando, the Pink Xenia, the Bunker Boutique, and the Square Cupboard. So be sure to visit these uh stores they're going to have chocolate samples you know they may make brownies they may make chocolate cookies they may have just like little chocolate squares for you all kind of different ways they may have chocolate milk chocolate cocoa whatever it could be they'll have some form of chocolate for you to sample for you to try as you walk in there and and look around hopefully giving them some type of business also it says on here from the chamber to make sure that you visit all of the bakeries restaurants gourmet grab and goes and other stores while on the tour so just gonna be a wonderful day and fellas that is Three days before Valentine's sure, Day, yes. no matter how you feel about it, you better have a gift. So, again, next uh, two Saturdays, so two weeks from tomorrow, February 11th, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, in and around the Hernando Square. Perfect for Valentine's. Get out and support those local vendors. And, uh, again, we always enjoy the different things the Chamber and the, uh, the city put on. So, great job by them. Well, Derek, our final shout-out as we continue to get closer and closer to something that's important to us. Our tickets are, go- are moving fast. I think we were just released or we got, got approval to release a few more tickets for what I'm about to talk about. Of course, I'm speaking about the 11th annual Crew of Fernando Mardi Gras Ball. It's going to be 8-12. to 12. Mustache the band, one of the largest party bands in the Southeast, will be present. will be our entertainment for that night. Night. black tie is preferred you simply uh, when i say black tie you know if you, you want to wear a tuxedo that's fine black tie preferred means put a suit on please and uh you know try and match your wife as she dresses up in a very nice formal gown please don't uh you know break out the uh, tennis shoes and, and jeans i don't think i've ever seen jeans before no, never seen jeans no never seen jeans before so we're going to encourage you again black tie preferred saturday february 18th at the gin in Nesbitt, you can see tons of stuff on social media, tons of things that are recognized, and a lot of sponsors. Should be a record size event. We, uh, Derek, you and I are on kind of a side text of, of crew members, and we talk a, little, a lot about budgets and different things. 
We're hoping for the most raised ever. We're hoping for the largest crowd ever, and uh, it's just going to be a lot, a lot of fun. I will say this. If you're one of our younger listeners, when I say younger, 24 to 35, Mm -hmm. Mustache the Band was probably a part of your college life, probably a part of your college experience in Starkville, Oxford, Auburn, Tuscaloosa, wherever it is. And uh, look, come out and see them. Support us. Raising money for local charities and uh, just really an exciting time on that on that wonderful Saturday. And as you said, Matt, we released a, a few more tickets. Um, we have uh, right now over 400 tickets have been sold. 400 tickets have been sold according to the latest count. Yes. We're only going to have about 500 tickets, so we've got less than 100 left. Uh, anywhere from about around 80 left, yeah. really. So, again, and we still have it three weeks to yeah. go. Three and you weeks. can buy them online. You, you can, can buy them, buy them online. online now. Look so on the look, Crew yeah. the Facebook page. Go to the Facebook page, uh, Instagram, look uh, those different places. You can now click, buy, and all you do is just print out the, the sheet that you get. So this is the first year of us doing that. Seems to be uh, very well responded to, which is a good thing. Makes it easier on people having to stop by places or pick up a certain location. You can do that uh, online. You can still Venmo. You can still do PayPal and pick them up in person if you want to. But uh, the online makes it a lot easier that started about uh about a week ago so it's only been out there a week so please look for that if that's something that's been keeping you from buying them right now like once we get to 500 we're going to have to cut it off because of the size of the band uh because of the you know trying to have tables silent auction photo booths all that we're going to have all the food that's included uh you know we'll have porta potties in and around sure. on, on the back side so because of <laughs> not all in the, the venue but on, not, the back. Not, no, on the back it's on the back side it's hidden on the back yeah. what i'm saying is is that because we need the room uh we, we have to limit it to a certain amount so again anyway we look for that February eighteenth, uh, our proceeds go to multiple, multiple things at Hernando. Uh, we, we, you know, we sponsor the library. Uh, we, we do put some money toward the parks, depending on specific projects. We have given it to um, just uh, a number of different a things. number of different things. We've the things that we're not going to talk about that we have provided for different families. Um, you know, we're, we're not. Well, hey, Derek, I'll talk about one. I'm going to jump in with you. Okay. Help to raise money for a wheelchair accessible van for a young man in Hernando. We did do that. Yes, that's not. We're not going to advertise. It's none of our, you know, we'll keep that private or whatever from a standpoint of, of him. That's his privacy. What I'm saying, that's a prime example of seeing a need, stepping up, and uh, and making it happen. And what motivated me and motivated all of us to do this is one particular member of our group came to the group and said, hey, and it got emotional one night yep. and said, hey, I've known this guy forever. He's the kind of guy that you want to help and, uh, and, and, and said, hey, we need to do this. And he looked for months and months and months for an affordable wheelchair van. And um, we feel we, we you know, we kind well, of bridged. Just, there was other people that donated too, but we, we did help with that, which is wonderful. I mean, it was That's a wonderful great, yes. thing. Uh, we also do meat. Um, the crew does meat uh, at the deer meat, uh, yeah. deer, deer meat uh, at the Catholic Church. So people, uh, you know, throughout the winter, the people that can't afford to yep. eat, can't afford to buy food, they can come in and actually get protein uh, in and around the, the, during the hunting season. So just a lot of stuff uh, that the crew does. Some of it, you know, I know that people know about uh, the Santa Claus Caravan. Sure. It's some, some of the funding for the the initial startup cost for that uh, comes from that too. So a lot of people, you know, there's some things that we do know about, but other things, you know, we, we don't want to publish size but all the money stays in hernando that's the key thing it has to be somebody living has to be an entity being headquartered in whatever yeah. it happens to be has to be with the city of hernando and so really looking forward to raising uh, a, a good amount of money hopefully our highest year ever to be able to do it for the next 12 months and with derek i will say this i was part of the group that went to present the gentleman with the wheelchair accessible van this past sunday a little bit of drizzle a little bit of rain outside had an opportunity to go inside a home and inside that home in Hernando, Mississippi, black people and white people joined hands, hugged one another, prayed over this young man. And Derek, that's what it's all about. And uh, you know, like I said, 
not 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 bad for a group of 15 guys that all they do is sit around and drink beer at the country club so uh i digress let's move on to our sports section shout out to all those wonderful nonprofits that do a wonderful job and and work hard on do things that people never know about and uh keep up the great work well Derek, let's turn our attention to our nfl picks and uh then we're going to talk about our high school sports to finish our show like we do every week all right matt we had a another great weekend of football a couple one game got out of hand actually Two kind of got out of hand, but one of them really got out of hand. We'll talk about that that one in just a moment. But we'll start in the order that they were played. First, the uh, Jaguars and the Chiefs. The Chiefs looked good to start, and their quarterback was clicking until Mahomes, who, of course, that, that's our quarterback. That is, uh, we uh, had him last two years for fantasy. Cannot go wrong with Mr. Patrick Mahomes. He had his leg rolled up and injured his ankle that hampered him the rest of the game. They were able to put away a gamey Jaguars team, but the top Super Bowl favorite is now in trouble if the ankle has longer-term repercussions. The Jaguars played well. They are young and have multiple picks coming back over the next couple drafts. A good foundation is laid, but – we did get this pick correct with the Chiefs moving on, so I felt moving pretty on. good about that one. Yep. Next one, not much to say here. Giants 7, Eagles 38. Uh, the, the Eagles scored TDs on the first three drives. The Giants were never in it. Uh, the Eagles looked like the team in the first part of the season and looked to give the 49ers all they want in the championship round. I got this pick wrong, Matt. You got it right. Yeah. Now, you said Eagles in a close game. Yeah, I did say close. Um, I said the Giants would pull the upset. Neither – you got the, the team right, the spread wrong. Uh, just an absolute massacre by the Eagles. Uh, congrats to them. Uh, the next game was, I will also say, is kind of a surprise. Bengals 27, the uh, Buffalo Bills 10, in a beautiful, heavy snort. Man, that was a beautiful game to watch, heavy snowstorm. Uh, but for some reason, the uh, Bills fans and, and the Bills did not seem they could play in that. Cincy, who could now argue was robbed of a home game, Matt, you made this time, the yep. point several times, proved that the ball doesn't lie and beat down the Bills at home. The Bills did not look like they could handle their own weather. The Bengals looked uh, like a down and dirty physical team who could throw in the snow, and the Bills looked inept. So don't worry about a neutral site AFC championship game. Because the Bengals won, the Chiefs will get the home game. And so we will be uh, looking at a Chiefs-Bengals matchup that we'll talk about in just a second. And then finally, Matt, I know this pains you to say, for you to say, Dak lost. Uh, I know Dallas didn't one. lose. No, the, Dak did. Uh, D- Dallas Cowboys uh, <laughs> lost 12 to 19. I've been getting texts and emails and all that stuff. I think some people might not be talking to me anymore. Cowboys 12, 49ers 19. A great game if you like defense. Uh, Matt, you made the comment this game changed when Pollard went down. Yeah, I agree. Pollard's good, yeah. yeah it was good. Uh, Dak had two picks, and Purdy did not make the same mistakes. Although, you know, he could have had two picks if the Cowboys defenders could actually catch the ball. Uh, Cowboys are still waiting for their third decade to make it to the NFC Championship game. Uh, The 49ers will move on. Well, Derek, let me jump in before we turn our attention to this coming weekend. You know, all the Dak hate, and I said, I've said it numerous times, Dak was a really, really good college quarterback. He's got a great following in the Startville area and, and so forth. Do you think the Cowboys would have won the game the other night if Patrick Mahomes was a quarterback? Yes. If Joe Burrow was their quarterback? Yes. If Josh Allen was their quarterback? Yes. If uh, I'll say Jalen Hurts was their quarterback, yes, possibly, yes. Oh, I'll say uh, yes. Okay, Brock Purdy was their quarterback. Maybe not. Okay, so uh, uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. It doesn't yeah, matter. But yeah. you see what I'm saying? You and I are Saints fans. When you have a quarterback that gets you to the playoffs, or gets you to the second round of the playoffs, and that's as far as he can go. That that's my point. We're 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 chasing second and third and fourth place. That's what we're doing. And so that's that's all I'm simply saying about the Cowboys and about the the Dak Love. Twenty seven years. Well, you're saying that, that's a, that's a ceiling. His ceiling that's a ceiling. That's what I'm playoffs. saying. That's yeah. a ceiling. Yeah. First round, second round of the playoffs. You know, have a, play twelve and four, twelve and five, eleven and six. That's one thing. But man, if we're not Mahomes and chasing that, I mean, what are we all doing? I'm talking about myself included. Yeah. You know, what are we doing from a, from a pro football standpoint? That makes sense. I, I wonder though. 
I mean, I, you know, Dak has proven he's a good athlete. He's proven he's tough. He's played through injury, you know, lost a year with the unfortunate snapped ankle. But I wonder if he had Shanahan as a coach, if he would be as successful as Brock Purdy. Shanahan is way round. better than McCarthy. Yeah. And Shanahan is way better than Jason Garrett. Yeah, so yes. I think that, I mean, I put some of it's on Dak. I think some of it's just the the coach that he's under. Yeah. I mean, if he had uh, if he had Jacksonville's coach, I mean, that guy, I mean, he won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles, right? So, I mean, if, if he had Jacksonville's coach, could Dak be make, playing in the third run now? Sure. Possibly. Possibly. So, I mean, I think some of it does come on Dak in the current system, but I think if maybe he was in a different system, maybe, you know, even in Jalen Hurts' situation, I don't know. I mean, thinking back to college, Jalen Hurts was – he was pretty good. He played on better teams than Dak. Yeah, of course. I would say that Dak was probably a better college quarterback than Jalen Hurts as an individual, uh, but Jalen Hurts just happened to play on Alabama and Oklahoma, just better teams than Mississippi State. So – you know, it'd be interesting. I do think, though, in his current situation with the current coaching staff, who we know they fired a couple of assistant coaches, the head coach is going to stay next year. I do think they have a ceiling under that, you know, under that structure. Right, I agree. And if we're all, if we're not striving for Super Bowls, what are we doing? And I'm yeah. speaking to myself as a Saints fan, like right now. Oh, would you Saints. would you take Dak Prescott as a quarterback? Yes. You say yes. I say I don't well, know. I mean, I say I don't know. I say yes because if, this, if this, the Saints would do the right thing, unfortunately, at this point, and just go full tank mode, I would say no. Right. Because, hey, that's fine. Yeah, let's Roll tank. the Red Rocket out there, all 38 years old, and let him come out there. Let him throw as many picks as he wants to because we're trying to get a, you know, a top five pick. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But if we're going to try to really make the playoffs every year like we did this year, seeing the roster that we have, then, yeah, I would have – I guess I would rather have Dak because he could get me to the first or second round, which is at least the conversation, and not be giving away two games to Tampa Bay in the last you know two minutes of the game twice in a year that keeps you from the playoffs. That's just – that's infuriating. And, I, you know, I don't want to be – the worst place you can be is 8-8 eight and eight or, I guess, 9-8 and eight right. at this point. Stuck in the or 8-9 because you get a, a mid-round pick mid, and, and which cannot make you any marginally better. And I would rather tank mode and go get that top five pick or let's go the other way and then, you know, let's – if we're going to try to make the playoffs every year, at least give me a quarterback who I know could get me to the playoffs every year. Yeah, the tough thing with Dak Prescott is this. When he's good Dak, he's top five in the league. Yes. When he's bad Dak – He's bottom five. Oh, bottom in the five, yes. And and you get you get one or the other. That's yeah. where you are. Versus just hey, give me the top number eleven quarterback in the country or in the in oh, the Derek league. Carr. Right. Give me Derek Carr. I'm, not, well, I'm just saying statistically, give me number eleven and go uh, from there. And I'm, whoever that is. Oh, and, and, Kirk Cousins. Well, yeah, exactly. Who didn't throw a lot of interceptions and that type yeah. of stuff. And that's all I'm saying. Again, don't die. You know. State fans, don't die on the uh, Dak Prescott Hill. That's not really a safe place to be. Let's turn our attention to this weekend, Derek. we got two games coming up, AFC and NFC title games ready to go. Yeah, so the first game on Sunday will be the 49ers at the Eagles. The NFC went chalk with the best two teams since the middle of the season meeting in the championship game. This will be a defensive matchup, I believe, with a team that gets to 24 will get the win. I would love to see Purdy make it to the Super Bowl, but I think the Eagles and their crowd will be too much for the rookie on the road. The Eagles will make it to the Super Bowl, in my prediction, yep. with a 24-17 win. Yeah, I think it's going to be something like that. I mean, I think the 49ers, man, they're so good defensively, but uh, I just feel like the Cinderella slipper is just going to yep. kind of wear off and the Eagles get it done and, and move on, and they're a Super Bowl-caliber team. And well, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's, he's a third-string quarterback. Yeah, sure. And that, that finally catches up with them this weekend. Right. No doubt. I think the Eagles win it uh, 10 or more. I think they're, I'm going to oh, say 10 said, or more. Okay, I'm, I'm going to say seven, 10 or more. You're saying 10 or more. Now, it, may be, it may be 13-3, but – I mean, because the 49ers, well, more defense, fine, yeah, 49ers defense is really, really good. But I'm going to say Eagles 10 or more this weekend. All right, next, uh, the second game will be the Chiefs get the Bengals at home exactly like last year.
year. Now, it wasn't the same round. Last year it was the second round. This year will be in the AFC Championship. And it looks to be a great game. Will Mahomes be healthy enough to give us at least 80%? Will the Chiefs be able to take advantage of the depleted Cincy line? Will Burrow keep doing Burrow things and telling people to get refunds? We can't wait. This is the I'm, you know, the 49ers-Eagles game is going to be good because, again, it's top two teams in the NFC. But this is – "Quote unquote one versus three, but this are these are the two best teams in the AFC playing right now. Can't wait to watch this game. 5:30 p.m. on Sunday. I'm gonna give Chiefs the win by one. I'm gonna say Chiefs win 31-30. Last year the Bengals took beat them in Cincy. A couple rounds later in the Super Bowl. Now I'm gonna say Chiefs win it. Get this one. Get revenge. 31-30. I think Mahomes is gonna be a little bit more injured than we think. He's gonna be you know a decent quarterback, but he's gonna be limited. I think this game is decided with. Ten minutes left in the fourth quarter. I think Bengals possible blowout. Oh, possible okay. blowout. The Bengals are really good. Burrow is confident. The team is confident with Burrow. They run the ball well. If uh, you know weather's not a factor, uh, you know I just feel like the Bengals could blow this out. If again, Bengals ten or more. I think okay. so. Okay. I think both go. games ten or more, and I think we're going to have a matchup of Bengals and uh, Eagles in the Super Bowl, which will be a really good matchup of some young quarterbacks and a lot of fun. So something kind of different than uh, you know. I mean, we're just so used to the Cowboys being there. <laughs> just kidding. That's not true at all. Not true at all. One bit. Wow. And, uh, so yeah, that's my prediction. I think the it's Bengals. A drive by. I think, straight I, drive yeah, by. Right I, there. I think the Bengals uh, are, are going to make it, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So we look forward to that. Super Bowl will be coming up pretty soon. We'll definitely uh, look forward to covering that 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 week of our. Our show yeah super bowl coming up uh, i think the 12th of february yeah, two weeks is, off. is yeah. when that yeah two, two weeks in between right uh, two weeks off there and um you know well Derek, let's talk about uh, some uh, amazing wonderful people locally great young people that uh, did their thing on the field or on the court this past week since our last show now, since our last show the north point girls only had one matchup a district game at home against ecs friday night the girls were down two starters due to injury and playing an ecs team that they only beat by one point earlier this year on the road the game was tight throughout, but ECS pulled away in the last minute to get a 45-42 win over the Lady Trojans. Their next game is this Saturday night, the basketball homecoming for the Trojans, and they will be hosting district rival St. George's for that homecoming game. The Mopoint boys had two games uh, since the last show, the first being the ECS team that they beat, that beat them by three points the last time. The game was a mirror image of the girls' game with each team holding the lead on alternating quarters. The problem for the Trojans is that ECS held the lead on the quarter that mattered, and the Trojans fall again by three to ECS, 56-53. to Tough night at the Trojan gym for both teams. The boys then played on Tuesday night against Rossville, looking to stay tuned up for district with an out-of-conference game and looking for a much-needed win. They got that win 70-56 to with Christian Gilliland having 26 points. This gives them momentum going into their next game for basketball homecoming Saturday night against St. George's. The Lady Patriots now here in Lewisburg. Lewisburg ha- held a special ceremony before Friday's basketball games against Olive Branch to dedicate the high school gym and floor to the memory of the late basketball coach Adam Tipton. It was an emotional night and a very deserving honor for now, again, I didn't personally know him, but what everybody has said is a great coach and a great guy. The Lady Patriots took that emotion and turned it into a dominating win over the Lady Keisters. It was the first time in school history that the Lady Patriots defeated the Olive Branch on the hardwood, and that, that beatdown was 60-30 to to pull into a tie for first place in the district. Also in the game, Allie Carroll recorded her 1,000th point in her high school career. This is a wonderful achievement for a wonderful talent. The Lady Patriots took this momentum and excitement with them Tuesday night as they traveled to Soda Central for another district game. 
The last time they met, they got their first victory ever over DeSoto Central and were looking to make it a sweep for the 2022-2023 season. That was not to be the case. In an extremely physical and defensive game, the Lady Jaguars get the win 32-22. This pushes the Lady Patriots down to second place, and they will look to try to maintain that Friday night at home against Center Hill. Next, the Patriot boys. The boys were hoping to use the emotion in their matchup from the dedication of the gym, but they were facing the defending state champion Olive Branch basketball team. The Patriots hung well in the first half, but Olive Branch was just too strong in the second half and beat the Patriots going away 74-46. to The Patriots tried to get back on the winning track Tuesday night against DeSoto Central, also, also looking to get the season sweep. Unlike the girls, the boys were successful in their bid for the sweep, earning a hard-fought 49-46 victory over DeSoto Central to maintain second place in the district. Huge win for the Patriots. They will look to nail down that second-place position when they host Center Hill Friday night. Now moving here under the water tower, the Lady Tigers were looking to extend their winning streak from last Tuesday and avenge a loss a couple of weeks ago to the Batesville Lady Tigers on Friday night. However, South Panola proved to be too much again, defeating the Hernando Lady Tigers 62-52, even with 26 points from Demaya Cummins. On Tuesday, they welcomed the Lady Chargers from South Haven to Hernando, who were also coming off a loss to Horn Lake. The Lady Tigers were looking to get revenge from an earlier loss, and the girls played one of their best games of the year, getting the 56-54 victory over the Lady Chargers, with 20 coming from Demaya Cummins and 19 from Skylar Cummins. This was a huge win for the psyche of the Lady Tigers, and it came against an abhorred district rival. They will try to get another district victory Friday against Horn Lake, the current number one seed in the district. Hernando Tigers were looking for a much-needed win since they had not won last Tuesday, and they also wanted to avenge a loss against South Panola, but the Batesville Tigers were just a little too much as the Hernando boys team also lose a tough battle, 63-56, to and look to try and turn things around against South Haven. The boys matched the girls in intensity and gave South Haven all they wanted, but unfortunately they came up just short in the 58-52 score, even with Eric Oliver's 19 points. They will also face off against number one Horn Lake boys on Friday. Now, Matt, moving to the soccer pitch. The Lady Tigers solidified their number one seed Thursday night by beating Horn Lake 8-0. Goals were by Liv Norris, Marin Ludwig, Bernie Phillips, Emmeline Smith, Loxley Bowles, Riley Jackson, and Caitlin Hilario with a brace. They repeated as 6A Region 3 champions and hosted the second round of the playoffs on Monday night against, well, wouldn't you know it, our old rivals from Germantown. This game was moved up from Tuesday night to Monday night to avoid what looked like a 100% chance of rain. The girls played great defense throughout, but Germantown were able to net two goals and hold their sheet clean. The final, Germantown 2 and the Lady Tigers nil. We want to say congrats to the Lady Tigers on a great season and nothing to hang your heads about making it to the second round of the playoffs after winning district. Looking forward to seeing y'all go even deeper into the playoffs next year. Now turning to the Hernando boys team who had already solidified their number one seed last Tuesday and had the rest going into their second round matchup at home Tuesday night. They looked to face on the pitch against a familiar name who didn't have far to travel the Center Hill Mustangs. The Tigers had defeated the Mustangs 5-0 earlier in the year on Olive Branch's pitch due to rain, and rain again became an issue for this second-round matchup. While some matches around the state decided to wait another day or so to play their match, Hernando and Center Hill decided to play through it on Tuesday night 
at Hernando's Field. For the first half, the rain and wind were manageable as Calvin Harris gets a brace before halftime. But the weather turned a lot worse in the second half, and the boys sludged through it with Tyler Starnes getting a goal, and then a late goal by the Tigers with 14 minutes left ended their scoring. Center Hill did get one in the net with one minute left, but it was too little too late as Hernando gets the 4-1 victory and moves on to the third round to face the Starkville Yellow Jackets. That will be that's the game this Saturday again tomorrow when you're listening to this at 1 p.m. at Tiger Stadium. The Hernando Tigers will take on the Starkville Yellow Jackets, and what's going to be a I'm going to say a really good game. Uh, Starkville is a tough, tough team coming out of a tough district in that central era, kind of the central district of Mississippi. Played Madison Central, yep. we, we know was a good team. They beat uh, Hernando out last year, and so uh, coming here would be huge to get this win to make it to the North Half Finals. Yeah, basically North Half Semifinals is hosted this Saturday. Be there at one o'clock, Tiger Stadium. It's going to be a great time. Beautiful weather, sunshine. Uh, it's, it's just going to be a lot of fun, Derek. Something else I hadn't told you, Derek, is uh, yeah, they beat Madison Central. I think one nothing, and uh, both of their wingers uh, got red cards. They cannot play this week. That's interesting. Isn't that crazy? That is, I have uh, no idea what happened or how it happened or whatever, but both of their wing players, starters, got red cards and cannot play against us. I don't care if they play or not. Let's beat them down 4-1, 5-1, yeah. 6-1. Come out and support the guys this coming Saturday afternoon. Uh, you know What else you have to do? Well, yeah, and you the chocolate tour is not going on. Nope, the nope. sweetheart <laughs> dancing for a little while. I mean, let's go. Saturday, 1 o'clock, come out and support. Uh, come out and just bring your kids. Bring yeah. your kids, grandkids, uh, soccer lovers, whatever. Bring them out. Uh, why not get – you know? thousand people there at the stadium to cheer on against a uh, name team like Starville. Yeah, you mentioned me also on the other other semifinal match of the North Half is Horn Lake is playing Clinton. Correct. Clinton is the number one team in the nation. Correct. Uh, did, uh, Rivals has them rated as the number one team in the nation. That is uh, going to be something. I will say this. I looked, went and looked at some of the games when you told me that. They had a lot of 2-1. There was a couple 4-0 wins, right. but they didn't right. really – I mean, there was no nine nothing scores. There was no left. So this is a team who you know seems to have a really good defense, but you know they only beat teams by one or two goals. Horn Lake is scrappy. Yeah. Um. You know, you, we know that Hernando is split with them this year. You know, they've got a lot of uh, Hispanic players. They've got some players that uh you know just probably play a different kind of style that right. Clinton's used to. Really interested to see what that score is going to yeah. be. Would love, love, love to that see a all county. Can severe you imagine? Uh, upset yeah. from Horn Lake. If Hernando could go and just you know get the job done here and just have an all-county North Half final would be fantastic. I'd sign up for it, man. Horn Lake's a good team. Let's see what they can do. What you don't want, Derek, and you and I have followed sports forever, you don't want Clinton to win before you even get there. No, that's no. the thing. You got to play the game. You got to get out there and and play the game and see what happens. You lose two one or, or six zero, it doesn't matter. But you got to play the game. Don't let them believe that you think they're going to win. Yeah, from Horn the Lake job. beat a good Lewisburg sure. team who beat Hernando twice this year. So yeah. Hernando's a good team. I mean, Horn Lake's a good team. We'll see what happens. Yeah, pay attention to all that stuff on social media. Please get out and support these young men. One o'clock on Saturday at Tiger Stadium. Really looking forward to that. Well, Derek, thanks for the update on all the different sports and young people and what they've done since our last uh, show. Matt, before before we uh, I know we're getting right ahead of the close. I do want to say this. Uh, we did have one signing. Right. Uh, Hernando High School softball right-handed pitcher and outfielder, Christina Jeter, has signed to play college softball next season for Lion College, an NAIA program in Batesville, Arkansas. So, you know, every time we have a signing, we want to yeah. make sure we get out there. Uh, softball is getting ready to kick off. The practice has started. I guess they start practice, I think, officially February 1st. I know right. they've been lifting and doing all that kind of stuff, but they start practice officially February 1st. Games will be here before we know it. Of course, we'll cover softball and baseball once basketball is over with for all of the schools that we cover. Uh, but, again, congratulations to Christina Jeter getting to play another four years uh, for a uh, for the – 
the Lion College in Batesville, Arkansas. Yeah, congratulations to her. Wonderful things that are going on on the softball field, on the basketball court, on the soccer pitch, all around DeSoto County. So shout out to all those young people. Derek, we'll go ahead and turn our attention real quick. I know you gave us an update on the different study that you guys have started, uh, mainly about slowing down and seeing the uh, you know seeing God in the hurries of life is something that you guys have been working on, and um, and that's going well. It's going really well, Matt. It's a uh, the, the ruthless elimination of hurry. If y'all just look, if anybody's just looking for a book, this doesn't have to be a Bible study. This yeah. is not structured that way. It is a book. I can't. It is an easy read. It's 250 pages, but I'm telling you, I could have read it in one day. I had to stop reading it because since I'm trying to lead the class, I didn't want to go too far ahead, yeah. and so I literally had to stop myself after the second uh, section, which is about chapter six or seven, to say, look, because I could have easily. It, it reads that easy. Great story. A young pastor who wrote this book. He's not 35 years old, Matt. When he was 30 years old. Uh, this is when he decided he needed a life change and, and what kind of this book came to him. Uh, he was 30 years old. He had started a pastor at a mega church in Portland, Oregon at the age of 23. Wow. Um, he grew his church, this mega church in Portland, Oregon, a thousand members a year for seven straight years. Mm. So at 23, he starts a mega, uh, he yes. started with his mega church. By 30 years old, he has brought in 7,000 Wow. Uh, and that's in Portland, church, Oregon, too. In Portland, yeah. Oregon. So this guy, I mean. <laughs> They'll this, burn your church down down there. No, I mean, look. <laughs> I mean, like, he, obviously, this is what God called him to yes, do. Yes, of course. But he had to step back and say, hey, look, but this is all that I'm doing. Like, I'm, right. I don't see my family. No, I don't get to do anything. I'm trying to work to, yeah. you know, do this. And not, I'm not feeling God's presence anymore. And yes. he just. He, he stepped back. Well, I mean, and when you have a church that size, there of 7,000 people, think about that. It's half the size of Fernando. You almost become your own celebrity. Yeah. You almost become that type of thing. You can't be the shepherd that you want to be and we're called to be, and you can't be that for that many people. That's very tough. And so that's this is what – this is a look. I stepped away from that, and – if you know, and when I, I had never felt more at peace, more with God than when I did that, and it's just about hey man, just breathing. And I'm and as we get to the book, I, mean, I don't want to spoil too much because uh, the, we're doing the first section this Sunday, but as we go along, I'm just gonna throw a little pointers out here. I mean, you know, it talks about what the Sabbath really means, and that, that's later on down the road. But just a wonderful, wonderful book. So, again, if you're looking for something, you know, if you want to come to my class, I'd love to have you. But if not, just read the book yourself and take the lessons. It's so easy, makes so much sense. And, I mean, even within the last week that I've been reading it, I mean, really have been able to open my eyes to things, and I've really already started to change in a couple of ways. It's a, that's great. a great book. That's great. What's the name of it again? The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. All right. Well, that's going to be our artwork. We'll okay, do that as our artwork for this particular episode. So take a look at our artwork on the different uh, Spotify or whatever, and and that's something we're going to do. And I'll always continue to uh, Derek. Our stuff on Wednesday night was great. Hernando Methodist Church Youth Group had a wonderful, you know, good momentum coming out of breakthrough and a wonderful thing. If you're looking for a place for your son or daughter, seventh through twelfth grade, that's seventh through twelfth grade. If you're looking for them a place to go on Wednesday nights and get, uh, you know, get fed literally. I mean, physically, we we feed them of course, but also we we do our Bible study, we do worship, we do those different things. If you're looking for that, just email us at underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com, and I'd love to reach out and visit with you about that. So shout out to all the churches this weekend. Let this weekend be the opportunity and the chance that you visit a local church, get back in church with your family this coming Sunday. Well, if you enjoy our show, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. If you enjoy our show, give us a five-star review or give us a thumbs up wherever you listen, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review. Simply helps us move up when it comes to local podcasts. If you enjoy our show, you'll enjoy OB Pod. Simply stands for Olive Branch, covers the eastern 
western side of DeSoto County, deep diving into Lewisburg, Center Hill, and Olive Branch Athletics. OB Pod releases a show early on Monday mornings, weekly show like ours. You'll enjoy it. Look them up this coming Monday. Well, Derek, hope you have a wonderful weekend and week. Look forward to uh, coming back with you next week, talking more about the different bills, different things going on in our lives right here in Hernando. If there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next week under the water tower. It'll be fine on the mountain. Last night